This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Well, welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam and I'm your host. And although my voice sounds like it's been run over by a semi-truck, I'm here. <laughs> backed up over a second time. <laughs> I'm here in the flesh with Dr. Richard Blackaby. It's good to see you, Richard. It's always good to be with you. And I have to just kudos to my son-in-law climbed up a 24-foot ladder trying to help put flashing back on my house. Well, you, so know, you know, it's... If uh, you'd been killed, my wife would never have forgiven me. And so. Nor would mine. So <laughs> yeah, I do good, appreciate it's you It's a good thing that all worked out. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been on the road here lately and I get home, my wife says, you know, part of our house is on the, like, on the ground. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? <laughs> so, oh, just, just a bit of flashing. <laughs> yeah. nothing, nothing structural, at yeah, least. Yeah, which is, that was a relief, but still, right at the peak of the house there was a little little tenuous there to try to get to that point so yeah well it's good to see you and and be back in the flesh we've you've been uh just on the go um the whole month of march and it's not Uh, stopping this is a brief window that you're in town and so i was i spoke in three different time zones last week and, yeah. and, uh, well, that must have been confusing. Yeah, well, yeah, from on to, several to, fronts, yeah. Just make notes so that you know to say that you're glad to be here. And uh, yeah, which time? What state sure. are we? Uh, three different states, three time zones, and uh, going uh, leaving tomorrow, and then headed to Alaska. I'm actually going to be speaking in North Pole, Alaska. Uh, North Pole. We'll say hey to the the, <laughs> the big, big man, guy, <laughs> the big man himself, yeah. and tell well, him I've been a good boy this year yeah, so far. Well, I'll I'll do what I can. On that <laughs> well, good. Uh, all all that aside, we we've got some exciting uh, stuff coming up yeah. here. You've been you've been speaking just a ton, and I know the Lord's been using you uh, in in various uh, meetings, and so that's always exciting for us to hear back here at the home base uh, when when you're out and on the road and, and just meeting with people. And, and it's just, it's encouraging to see, uh, what, what God has been doing, uh, through, yeah. through our ministry, through you. Um, but one of those areas in which, uh, I think the Lord has really uh, blessed you is in your writing yeah. and, uh, obviously the, the content that you write, but he's also blessed you with, uh, amazing editors. Oh yeah. Taken uh, you're, you, you're, you married you, my best editor. <laughs> yeah. That have taken what you write and make it comprehensible to, to the every man. And, uh, and so you've got a new book coming up. Uh, it's called the ways of God. And, uh, Maybe just tell us a little bit about this book. We're gonna we're actually gonna kind of dive into this a little bit yeah. over the next few podcasts. But maybe just f- from the outset, tell us a little bit about this book, how it came to be, um, and uh, what people can expect. It's going to be coming out on uh, April eighteenth through B and H Publishing. Yeah. I'm real excited about it. this book. Uh, I've had some people that've read it, uh, previewed it for me, and and you know give me some feedback. And uh, I've had people saying it's maybe the best. Uh, book that I've written so far and just called the ways of God, how God reveals himself to a watching world. And so it's just saying that with God, what he does is important, obviously, but he also does things a certain way and it's not the way the world typically does it. And so what, what happens a lot of times is, and we've talked about this before, people will, will try to do the right thing, but they'll do it the wrong way. Mm. And then they'll get confused because they'll think, well, I, I thought this is what God wanted me to do. But when I did it, it blew up in my face or, you know, I did it, but then God never blessed. God never provided the funding. God didn't bless this business we started. And it was all to the glory of God. And, and we were going to, you know, use our profits to invest in an orphanage and, you know, all this stuff. And why wouldn't God have blessed that? And oftentimes the problem is they, they did the right thing, but 
they did it the wrong way. They they just and and what that means a lot of times is that um, we don't realize just how much we have been soaking and marinating in the ways of the world. It's just so natural for us. It's like fish swimming in water. You know, yeah. you, you you just take the water for granted because that's the world that you've always lived in. And and so when we are just bombarded by the worldly ways of thinking the way the business operates, the way television sends advertisements blasting at us all the time, the way we, what we learn in school, the way other people talk. Uh, there's just a certain way that the world does things. And typically they do it in a way that doesn't take God into serious account. It, the world typically does things in a way that's kind of self-centered. It's about us. Uh, it's about what it appeals to our fleshly desires, our pride, our ego. Um, and, it relies upon our own strength. It it makes God often the our money the God instead of God, and uh, and so we're taught to operate that way. And so without even realizing it, we we just take what we've always learned and assume that's how everybody does it, and we've taken it into following God. And and then when it doesn't work out, when when God doesn't bless, we we get confused. Um, and I, I you know, and so I, there of course. Uh, and so this this book looks first at just the ways of God and what that means, and um, and then it goes it it looks at particular ways of God. And what I argue in this book is that God's ways are based on His character. Uh, so, for instance, because God is holy, then everything He does is holy. Uh, his ways are holy because He's holy. And so, to know the ways of God, then you you have to understand the character of God. There are just certain things God won't do. He won't do things in an unholy way because that would violate who, who he is. And so I don't think his ways change. Uh, I don't think his ways change from the Old Testament to the New Testament. I think he was loving in the Old Testament. He's loving in the New Testament. He's just as holy in the New Testament as he was in the Old. Now his methods can change. Uh, how he expresses himself, how, I mean, how he does things, how his deeds, if you will, uh, those can change. And we'll kind of look at that uh, in the next couple of podcasts. Because a lot of times people think, well, the Old Testament God was just a real cruel, uh, harsh, judgmental, fearful God. And then Jesus comes in the New Testament. He's totally different. That's not really the case. When you really look at the Bible, you find that the Old Testament God was full of love. Uh, He was gracious, long-suffering. He kept you know, persisting with the stubborn Israelites that kept disobeying him and worshiping other gods. And, mm-hmm. um, and at the same time, sometimes we think God is kind of wrathful in the old Testament. He punishes sin, but then the new Testament, you know, he doesn't. And we had someone the other day that was wondering in, in experiencing God, they said, well, you know, you cited an old Testament example where God struck someone dead for blatantly disobeying him. And, you know, but that's not the New Testament. And, and we had to say, well, have you ever heard of Ananias and Sapphira? Like that's the New Testament. And they yeah. lied in church and God struck them dead. Uh, that there, God is just as holy in the New Testament as the old. Now he doesn't always strike people dead, which I'm grateful for, because if he, <laughs> if he killed every liar in the church, uh, we, we <laughs> it might be hard on church attendance, but, right. uh, so he doesn't always do things the same way, uh, but he, he doesn't always punish sin exactly the same way. But that he hates sin uh, is he hates it just as much now as he ever has. And so, so the ways of God reflect 
his character. And, uh, and of course, Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9 says, uh, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. This is the Lord's declaration. For as, the, as heaven is higher than earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We just don't believe that. We really don't think that God's ways are that different than ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we just assume that if, if a plan makes sense to us, it must make sense to God. It must be how God wants to do it because that just we're so excited about it. And, of course, my dad used to always say, if a plan makes perfect sense to me, he would say, I, I'm sure it couldn't. It, it must not be from God because God's ways just don't always make sense because he's infinite. He's eternal. He, he knows the future. He knows all the thoughts of humanity. And so they're just, he has so much more at his disposal that of course he's not going to do things. I mean, he created the universe. Do you expect a guy who can create the universe with a word to make sense to you? Like to do things in a way that you understand? Like it's, that's, that's ludicrous. So, so his ways just are not going to, they're going to just be counterintuitive oftentimes uh, to what we would, you know, we would think. So, that's why he can say, well, if you want to, you know, the, the last will be first. Well, that doesn't make any sense. We've never seen anybody at the, la- at the back of the line being first. No one wants to do that. But he said, well, that's how it's going to be. He said, the servant will be the greatest. Not, not the one who is served, but the one who serves. Well, none of us are lining up. The world never lines up saying, who, okay, who wants to get to serve here? Um, we all want to be the one being served. He said, if you lose, if you save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life, you'll save it. Well, again, that doesn't make any sense to us. Yeah. Uh, but it's the way of God. It's the way God does things. So, uh, you know, God says the, the value is in, like God gets his work done through suffering. You just wouldn't think that an almighty, all-powerful God, that surely there's another way. I yeah. mean, if you rule the universe, Surely you can come up with a different method where your saints don't have to be martyrs. They don't have to be persecuted. Uh, that godly pastors don't get fired arbitrarily by evil people that don't like them. Uh, surely there's a, a different way God could do it. But and So it doesn't make sense to us when God says, no, I love this person very much and I'm very pleased with them, but their path is going to involve suffering. Uh, that will confuse us. And so there's a lot to the ways of God that that we just have to learn. And, uh, you know, I, I, Psalm 25, verse 4, uh, David says, Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. And so this is David, probably one of the guys who knew God as well as anybody. Uh, and yet he had to say, Make your ways known to me. I don't know your ways, he said. And this is a guy who knew God as well as anybody in history. Yeah. And yet he's saying, God, teach me your ways because I, they just don't make sense to me. I, I would never figure them out on my own. I, you're going to have to teach me. And so that's really what we want to do in this book is just help people learn the ways of God. And of course, it's not exhaustive, but it, it did get, there got to be lots of content. The more you study the ways of God, yeah. uh, the more you 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 come across well i could imagine yeah. it being a multi-volume uh, set you know if you really were to dive yeah. into everything so and you kind of need a you, there's a there's a book like uh, uh aw tozer wrote on kind of the, the pursue the holy that looks at the attributes of god the character of god and that's a that would be a great companion piece to this too like the one side it's sort of like who is he and then this book would be well how does he do things and so 
you know, you, you may have done studies before on what, what is God like, what's his character like, but mm-hmm. but this would say, okay, well, based on that, then how does he act? Yeah, and how would we, we you know, expect him to act then? Well, let's take a quick break here, and we'll uh, continue to unpack the ways of God. Hello, I'm Richard Blackaby, and I'm the author of The Seasons of God. And I want to introduce you into a six-week online class that Blackaby Ministries International is offering, where I'll be walking with you to understand how God has designed our life to flow through seasons. Life's not meant to be lived in a straight line, the same thing day after day. God constantly is introducing new things and changes and adjustments. He's starting certain things and he's ending other things, and it can often confuse you. This class will walk through how our life flows through seasons, and I think you'll be surprised to look back on your life and realize God has been doing amazing things ever since you were born, and he's got some wonderful things still in store for you in the days to come. Well, Richard, like you said uh, before the break, that uh, you know we may have studied God's character, His attributes, uh, but but oftentimes uh, I think people in the church get confused about how God does things and the yeah. way the way that He does things. It can be confusing to us. Um, so maybe just unpack that a little bit more for us uh, in the time we have left. Right to to know the ways of God, you have to know God, and you have to know Him personally. Uh, and w- when you know God well, then you just know that there's just certain things he wouldn't do. Uh, and I've, I, I've seen this a lot, and I'm not saying that I'm just an expert on this, but, um, but when you know God, then I've heard, I've heard people talk about God or pray to God sometimes, and I'll just think, that, that person can't really know the God I know because that, that's just not how God would do it. That's not how God would act. Um, I know this TV evangelist just said this about God, uh, but I just know God better than that. I just know that that's not how he does things. I remember years ago, this uh, guy was, uh, he was a, a, worked for a publisher that I was working with, and he was all excited, and, and he, he was this kind of real enthusiastic kind of guy, and he was saying uh, that he was just a big fan of experiencing God and that he was going around encouraging people with those truths, and like I'm like, well, great, you know, that's always good. And he said, yeah, like I tell people, you know, he said, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just trying to teach people wh- what your dad teaches in experiencing God. He said, I, I was on this university campus recently and I was speaking to some students and he said, I just said, yeah, you just, you know, like Henry Blackaby says, you just need to dream big dreams for God, like just really big dreams because we've got a big God and, uh, and I, I'm, I know my dad well and I know what my dad teaches well. And I said, well, that's all fine and good, but my dad would never say that. My dad doesn't believe that. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I mean, I said, no, God He never. He, God will do great things, but he never tell. but it's because God came up with them. God, dad never says, you dream up a big dream and then ask God yeah. to come in and bless it. Uh, and so what was interesting was this guy was going around saying, oh yeah, I know Henry Blackaby and you know, I really know his stuff and I know how what what Henry would say if he was here, and it's like, well, no, you don't actually. You what you you've just totally misrepresented him. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, I can do that when it's someone talking about my dad because I know my dad well and I know what he teaches, um, maybe as well as anybody on the planet these days. But uh, but the same goes with God. Uh, when you get to know God well, and then someone says, well, I just believe if you do this, God will do that. You know, if you just pray in faith, and God will give you whatever you want, and 
uh, God wants you to be happy and he wants you to be wealthy and so on. And uh, these seed face and different things that uh, various people talk about on television, you would just say, that person just can't know God because that's just not what he says. That's not what yeah. he does. So um, what you'll find is, and, and I, a lot of times, you know, you hear someone pray, and I mean, they could be praying very sincerely, and I don't mean this to sound critical, but, but, but when you hear some people, what they're asking God to do, you know full well that's just not the way God does things. So you can pray for it, you can ask God, but when you know God and you know his ways, you just know, well, there's no point in asking God to do that because that's just not how he does things. And that's, that would violate his character. That would go against who he is. And so you're asking him to contradict himself mm. by the way you pray. And that's, he's just not going to do that. So if you want your prayers to be answered, then ask God to do things his way. And, and then you're, you're more likely to get that. And so I've, I've often said the problem with the church today is that the church is trying to do God's work, but do it the world's way. And yeah. I'm not saying, and you know, there's there's lots that we can learn from business and management, leadership principles. Certainly, you know, when the world does things uh, using good leadership principles, those can apply to the church as well. But um, But there's a lot of stuff that the world does that does not necessarily translate straight over to the church. So, you know, when you have churches that go and study Disney World and then say, well, let's just, let's just do the same things they do uh, to you know, treat customers or whatever, uh, you got to be careful with that because uh, the church is not, and God's, God's work is not just the same as the, the world. And so when you use methods that work in the world, you, you sort of have to unpack those a bit to say, well, that that may be so in the world. That might be so in running a certain kind of business or factory. But uh, is that how God would build His church? And don't just assume because it works in your business that you should just go running to the church and say, "Hey, I found a way to grow numbers yeah. or to grow income." Uh, well, you know, because I've known churches that, for instance, they would try to have a high attendance day and get get the the crowds in. So they they literally. Um, they would give away maybe a, you know things like ten speed bikes, and so so you you'd go to the service, and uh, everybody would sit down, and then at a certain point they would they might tell people, well, well, look under your seat, and taped under one of your seats is you know a, a prize that you know you you, you might have won a, a bike today, and everyone's excited, and you think that's. You know, well, you, you, they they pack out the church on that particular Sunday. No, nobody would be there again until the next high tennis day, or those people wouldn't be. But you think, well, that would that would work well for like the Price Is Right game show or something, where you you don't know which. You know, hopefully, yeah. I'm sitting in the right lucky seat here. But um, but that's not necessarily how God builds His church. Uh, and the same with you know, sometimes we think, well, we just have the right kind of hot rock band uh, worship team and and uh, all kinds of spotlights strobing around and, and different things happening that uh, people walk in like a rock concert will fill up this building. Well, maybe that's what God wants you to do, but, uh, but I think God really wants you to focus on Him and, uh, and be moved by the Spirit, not by a, a, a heavy drum beat or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we can be confused oftentimes because something works in the world, uh, we just take it straight into the church or or even in business. Uh, just because other businesses do things a certain way to get a lot of sales, 
that doesn't mean that's the way God wants you to do it. And so, for instance, w- one of the ways of God, which is you know pretty obvious, is His ways are holy, um, and that it, you read uh, throughout the Bible, uh, whenever you see God in portrayed in heaven, like in uh, Revelation chapter four and different places, everybody in heaven is crying out at the top of their lungs, "Holy, holy, holy!" That's you. You can't look at God and not immediately recognize that He is entirely other than everybody else in heaven. No one else is like him. No one begins to compare to him in, in every way. And of course, that's what a lot of holiness means. It means you're, you're not like the world. You're not like people. Uh, it means that you're pure. It means you're righteous. Uh, it means you're blameless. It means there's no taint of sin in any way contaminating anything that you do. And so because God is holy, that means everything he does is done in holiness. It's done in righteousness. Uh, and so, of course, in Leviticus and other places, in First Peter, uh, it tells us, so we are to be holy because he's holy. So if God does everything in holiness, that means he wants us to do everything we do in holiness. And that's, that's of course, one of the reasons why you need to know the ways of God, because that's the way he wants you to live too. So however God does stuff, that's how you should do stuff. And so, when it comes to something like holiness, uh, you have to say, well, so what would that look like if the way I did business, the way I conducted myself, the way I pastored a church, the way I led employees, that all of that was holy? That would mean, for one thing, that you, you, you didn't lead just the way the world does. You would lead uh, in a way that honors God, uh, that's righteous, that is blameless, that is above reproach so that you could conduct yourself in a way where no one can point an accusing finger at you and say that you're a hypocrite. You, you say one thing, you do another. Uh, holiness means that it's pure. It, it's not contaminated with mixed messages, um, you know, contrasting values. Uh, it means that uh, what you say you do, there's no, incon- there's no inconsistency when you're holy. Uh, it means that everything is perfectly consistent throughout um, and so there's, it's a heavy thing uh, to stop and say, so and the way I'm leading my business, is that holy? Um, for pastors, the way you preach needs to be holy, uh, which means, for instance, you're not plagiarizing someone. <laughs> kind of had that, it's like you're preaching uh, down the fire on the congregation, but you've you stolen that sermon from someone you listened to preach uh, last week. You down... Just you, know, you just listen to their sermon, and you just now you're preaching it. And I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that you don't ever can pull stuff from other people, but you're not giving them credit. You're making it sound like it was all you, or or you're exaggerating the truth because it'll just preach better if I change these details or I exaggerate the details, and it'll, you know, I'm doing this for God. I'm doing this to to move people, but now you're not. You but you're 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 lying in your sermon trying to do God's work. Um, and that's often been the case where people, if you stop and look at what they're doing, you would say, well, you're doing it in an unholy way to try to serve a holy God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that just doesn't work. Uh, you know, can you, can you lead employees? What if you have to fire someone? Is there a holy way of firing an unperforming uh, employee uh, where you're above reproach? That, uh, and what does that mean? What, what does it mean to lead staff. Uh, maybe you're, it's in a secular work setting. Is there a way to lead people in a holy way, in a 
secular job site uh, where you're consistent, you're pure. You uh, there's no uh, falsehood in you. You do what you say. You you and you live by what you what what standards you hold for everybody else. And you know I've had to fire a couple of people uh, in my day, and uh, and I've agonized about what would be a God honoring way to do that. Can you honor God? Can God receive glory by you having to do a difficult thing, mm. uh, like layoffs or firing someone that has to be fired or uh, holding someone accountable or giving a reprimand to someone that just violated the company rules? Can you do that in a way that is holy? That you know, Because a lot of times what happens is we, we do a hard thing, but we, we, we have a temper. We, we say things out of anger. We say things that are not honoring to Christ. Uh, because we had to deal with with a difficult situation. And uh, leading in a holy manner means you go home at the end of the day and you don't have a lot of regrets. Yeah. Uh, you don't you know you don't have everybody buzzing around about, can you believe what he said, what he did? Um, and I, I've just heard that in so many ways. Even sometimes I hear leaders and they're trying to do a good thing. Uh, but for instance, maybe pride gets in. And have you ever heard people like, we've talked about this before, even when they're trying to give a compliment to someone else, it, it becomes yeah. about them, you know? Like, uh, instead of me saying, Sam, you did a great job about that, I'll, I'll say, well, I, one of my best moves was when I hired Sam. I knew, I could tell. He's pretty rough and rod. Everybody else said, don't hire him, but I, I knew that he'd work out. It's like, well, why don't you just say, good job, Sam, you know? You, you, yeah, you, yeah. you knocked it out of the park. But you know those kind of people that they just can't help but insert themselves? And, and really, it's, you just see pride creeping in, and you say, yeah. you know, that's too bad because what they did was fine, but instead of doing it in a holy way where the glory went to God, where the, the way they conducted themselves was in a way that was God-honoring in humility and so on, uh, they, they, they made it a self-centered thing. Which, and it's not holy anymore. It's, uh, it's worldly. The, the, that's what the world does. It always wants to be on the stage, everybody admiring them. And instead of being holy and doing things contrary to the way the world does, in a way that is uh, as a servant, as someone in humility, as someone who thinks of others before themselves, uh, it ended up just being about them. Just the, the same way of someone accepting an Academy Award is, you know, they're gonna, they, I mean, not, and all, not all of them do it that way, but uh, where it becomes, well, this is just more self-promotion. And yeah. so, you know, there's a lot that could be said about just to do things in a holy manner uh, how you lead, how you lead a business, how you deal with conflict, uh, but ultimately, uh, and, and, and how you lead your family, how you, how you raise your kids. Uh, you know, I think when you, when you raise your kids um, in a holy manner, it doesn't guarantee that they will all necessarily follow Jesus, but I think if you, if you, if you parent them in holiness, at least they can't blame you. I mean, if they walk away from God, it won't be because they point to you and say, well, Sam, you were just such a hypocrite. You know, you, Dad, you said one thing at church, you said something else at home. Uh, holy living means you were entirely consistent yeah. and you did everything in a way that would honor God. Your kids may st- still reject that, but, but holiness means you're blameless, you're above mm. reproach. And it, now it's just on them. They just chose to walk away from God. But, uh, and so holy, doing things in a holy way I encourage our listeners, just think about all the different responsibilities you have, the different kinds of roles that you play, 
and then just put that lens of holiness over top of that and saying, all the things I do, there's a holy way of doing them, and there's an unholy way, a worldly way. And what, what adjustments do I need to make so that uh, I could look back over the way that I conducted myself and say, I chose the way of holiness just the same way that God does. Well, that's great. And, and uh, like we said at the beginning, we're going to do a, a few episodes on your new book, The Ways of God, and uh, that's going to be coming out April 18th. And we should say maybe in the, the notes too, I know Lifeway is, what is there, 250 that, uh, that have, they're signed already. Yeah, so, if you, so purchase, if you pre-order or purchase from them. Through Lifeway, yeah. Um, we can give the one site first in the show notes there. Yeah, I'll There's, leave a link to that uh, in the show notes. Well, I signed a bunch of uh, books so that they would uh, they yeah. could give away some signed copies to the the first ones to, and so you know you're getting one of the very first books if you get a, a signed one yeah absolutely well until next time thanks for listening to the podcast if this is something you enjoyed it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends we always love hearing from our listeners so email us at podcast at blackv.org.